0: all right everybody welcome back to quarter before new that's a way to start everybody you know if you haven't laughed today you probably should because it's probably needed so and you know what it's crazy these these holiday seasons get crazy and people get loud and weird and let's just laugh you know like laugh about life and everything
1: <laughs> some people are just loud all year round <laughs>
0: Which is me. Um, I, feel, I felt targeted. <laughs> Definitely was towards you. <laughs> uh, so as you can see, there's more than me here today. Uh, so we have the lovely privilege of having the co-host back on. Ooh. Mele is back here in the studios in my room. But also we have special guests all the way from Colorado Springs. We have Mama T. Hey, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can see she got some hood in her
0: that's where i get it from even though people don't think i'm hood sometimes but it's all right you know what? it's okay i know i know okay. i'm from the same town as snoop dogg i'm cool with that right
1: but sometimes <laughs> it missed a generation
2: <laughs>
0: uh, sorry to say a bit oh, okay <laughs> um so yeah i have these lovely ladies here who are gonna um burn me today too so i didn't know i was coming to my own roast so <laughs> but here we are um so yeah i have my mother here uh how's everything going in colorado um it's cold there but it's fine it's good okay that's all good It's good. good okay well um thank you for coming we uh, appreciate you being here on the podcast being here in phoenix and We'll get into why you're here later but we're gonna do a shout out um i'd like to shout out liana she just is awesome and she's so cute and we're learning a lot from this 19 year old miss liana so if you ever listen to this we're giving you a shout out we think you're great you think we think you're cute and we l- we know you're beautiful we know you're amazing intelligent
1: you is smart you is loving <laughs> go watch
0: that movie go go watch that movie but yes we want to give a shout out to liana um and yeah just thank her for what she's bringing into our life Mm -hmm. in this season so so yeah so let's get into the topic um so we're going to be talking about taking care of people um and the reason why my mother is here is because she as you know she's moved to colorado um but she was living here with my grandma. and so it's been a process definitely taking care of my grandma she's been um she's had alzheimer's Mm -hmm. for many years now um which she kind of is my grandma is kind of the fighter of everything she's outlived two husbands she's had alzheimer's for like 12 plus years probably and she's still she's she still complains about me not coming to visit her (laughs) So, um, my mom is here to share a little bit about that journey. Um, so we'll ask her a few questions, but we all have taken care of somebody in our lives. So we're kind of just going to share our experiences and then, um, kind of maybe give you some wisdom if you're taking care of somebody or, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're the one being taken care of. Maybe we can offer some love and support, but, uh, mother, would you like to kind of share a little bit about that journey of taking care of her and maybe how you got to that place and where you were prior to taking care of her?
2: Um, Well, whoever knows me knows that I had a very strained relationship with my mother and growing up. And so when I got the call that my mother's husband had died suddenly and that I was the one who was going to take care of her, I said, there's no way, I cannot take care of that woman. Um, That's how I referred to her was that woman. Because mm. um, she wasn't the mother that I wanted her to be or I thought she should be. Mm. And um, my aunt called me, that was her sister. And my aunt had taken care of my grandma who had also had Alzheimer's and uh, my grandfather too. So she wasn't going to take care of my mother. There was nobody really else. Um, and so I said no, and I wasn't going to do it. And then the next day I was driving to Nevada to take care of my mother. Um, and that was a three and a half year journey, um, to where then the time came. I thought that she was going to die and that we were going to be together, but then she came to a place where she couldn't walk anymore and I couldn't care for her no more. Um, but all the while, God was taking care of her, really, not yeah. not me. Um, and now, so I still take care of my mom, but I don't live in Arizona. Um, and so that's kind of a heart divided. It's very difficult for me um, being in Colorado Springs because I, I chose to be a grandma for a while. Um, and even today, my mom asked me to come back to Arizona because um, she wanted to see me more often. So it's very hard for me. Um, as a daughter um but and I noticed this time when I went to see my mother that she was very mixed up more than she has been in a long time so um I'm in prayer about what God would want me to do because it's God and then your mother and father um so those are the people that we need to honor and so the journey continues and um I don't know, it's very hard. It's very difficult. Um, but with Christ all things are possible.
0: Hey, Amen. Um, what would you say was the hardest part about taking care of grandma because you you did live together for a certain time and then you didn't live together. So what was the hardest part about taking care of her when you live like when you were a live-in caregiver with her?
2: Um, I feel like our hardest part was that She had a life that was much different than mine. Mm -hmm. She was married for altogether between both husbands, 44 years, which was over half of her life. And I've been single most of my life, a lot of my life. Mm -hmm. So she didn't understand my life, and I really didn't understand her life. Mm -hmm. And we were two people that loved each other but didn't know each other. We were strangers. And, um, but... It was our love that we had that took us through because my mother's very stubborn, and so am I. So it was hard, and we didn't want to give in. But ultimately, she's my mother, and I'm her daughter, and I had to reverse the role, and that was very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I cried many a night. But we kind of came to an understanding that she couldn't do what she wanted to do anymore, and whoever knows that they can't do whatever they want to do anymore. Or they can't. They have to give up stuff. Everything them we have to give up is a loss in our lives. So sometimes we just have to grieve the losses that we have. Yeah.
1: You make a, You you mention that um, you know you first identify her as a woman. You know when within those three period, three year period. Um. Did you start identifying her as mother? And what what made you get to that point to where, it went from like, she's a woman now to,
2: she's my mother. Um. I think that, in the beginning, I was very angry because I really didn't want. I really didn't want to give up my life and take care of my mother, even though she gave up her life for me.
0: Right. And even though you're already a caregiver too, to so yeah, many people. Yeah, I was.
2: And I was very selfish, and I wanted what I wanted. Um, but I think somewhere, maybe, because there was a process with my mom that she was walking, and then she was in a walker, and then she was in a wheelchair, and then she became bed-bound. So I think during the process of the, my walk with Christ, and um, I think somewhere along the way that I grew to love my mother. More than I thought I ever could. And then, because she wasn't the person that I knew growing up. She wasn't really my mother. I couldn't couldn't find the mother that was once there. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But she was a totally different person. So I think that it was Christ, first of all, that got me to that place. And then me watching my mother just kind of, I don't know. It's hard to watch somebody... Really, they're dying daily, as we all are, but mm-hmm. it's like a slow process, very painful.
1: Um, that just gets me like you're you're not just a daughter. You're also a mother and you're a grandma. And like in this point of life, like you did mention that um, when you went back to Colorado, you, you chose to be a grandma. And now, right now... It seems like you're in this crossroad of making a decision as to, okay, which, what am I going to choose? Am I going to choose to be a daughter this season to my mother? Will I choose to be, continue to be, um, you know, grandma, which you're in the aspect, you're still all of them, right? Mm -hmm. But like, what is it? uh, What do you feel like the Lord is telling you where, you know, as in like, are you going to be, you know, this daughter for this season for now? Until further, like where do you where are you at right now? if that made sense
2: <laughs> um well, the last two or three times I've come to Arizona, my mother's asked me to return um because she wants to see me more, so it's very heartbreaking it's a heart divided, and it won't be free until until either my mom goes off this earth or something happens. So right. it's hard for me. So but after the third time is compelling me. It's it's telling me that that's her true heart. Mm. Because sometimes people say things and it mm-hmm. sounds good, but after the third time you know that that's that's really that's the their desire. heart. Mm-hmm. So I have to take all those things into consideration. I have a couple more months left on my lease. And then I'll be free from mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. So right. we'll see.
0: Yeah, because it, it, it is it is interesting to think about because growing up, I didn't, that grandma, I didn't really know her that well because mm-hmm. she kind of, the husband she was married to, kind of like they had their own life together and they kind of left us at this distance right here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to have this grandma that like I've gotten to know better the last seven years or so um mm-hmm. and even just like going to visit her but <clears throat> it is definitely different seeing her now than it was when when I was a kid because I I didn't really know her like I knew my my paternal grandma more than my maternal grandma because my other one lived pretty close by and and this mm-hmm. Grandma mm-hmm. lived in states away or like cities away but it felt it could have been states away because of where she lived and the amount of arm distance she kept. And so I think it is definitely the Lord when you say that, because to have that change of heart, to, to have you see her as your mother and then go from this, like a strange lady to somebody you had to take care of. And so I think that was really you having to love her with the love of the Lord, because, because you had been hurt and burned by, the situation with her husband and this and that, um. So I don't, I don't know if there was a question in that, but just, to, <laughs> just to say that, I'm just
1: like where, where, where are you right now with that and choosing, you know, whether yeah. you are gonna be that daughter for that season or the yeah. grandma. And I pretty much she explained um everything, you know,
0: you explained. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what? What made caring for grandma different than caring? For the other people that you care gave for, because you you have been a caregiver for many years. I don't know if people know that about you, but before now you were I know. right now <laughs> now now be aware. Before you had a CDL, before you were working here this and that, you worked as a caregiver for many years.
2: And was told by several different people to become a nurse, but mm. that never worked out. But the difference between my mom and the others. They were strangers, Mm -mm. and my mom is my mom, and uh, she talks back, and she wasn't always grateful, and Mm -hmm. um, she knew how to get on my nerves, and um, just like any family member. Right. So, family is different because um, they just are. Right, and they're the ones you get. Right, Mm -hmm. and usually you end up having to take care of a family member, Mm -hmm. so... Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. So, so Mele, I know you've also gived for quite a few people, <laughs> and your family. So, can you can, can you share about can you share about that experience for a second too? Uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to see her face right now, I put her on the spot.
1: <laughs> um. I think for like. My situation is a lot different because I have so many other siblings. That's yeah. true. Um, So I have 10 brothers and seven sisters. And the thing is, um, with my dad, we all, you know, we all had our role of, you know, what we needed to do. For me, it was a little hard towards the ending. Um, Towards the ending were, you know, his last days on earth. It was hard because I was away. I was away from right. school and like, just like with you, it was, uh, with mom Teresa, it's making that decision. Like, okay, will will I be a daughter this season? Mm-hmm. Will I be, you know, and it's, you know, will I be a daughter to, you know, to my biological father or will I be a daughter to our almighty father, our loving father? And, um, for me, I, I made the decision to be, a daughter to the lord and also a student of the word because he said that he was gonna you know um take care of my dad right. did i know how that <laughs> looked like right. no i did not did uh, was i happy at the re- end result heck no right. i was disappointed you know because i was like was this how it looks or look like and so in an aspect like i do like understand the decision um process Um, But at the end of the day, it's who are we going to please? Are we going to please the people that we love? Are we going to please God? You know. And I think when it comes to decision making, the the best thing that I know to do is get into a place of rest, Mm -hmm. get into a place of peace, to where you're able to. to not have any tension or whatever it is so you can really focus and make that decision so you can have that clear decision and also have that accountability or whoever your mentor is, let them know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is my decision. Um, so someone who won't make the decision for you, right, right. but someone right. who will help guide you. Say, mm-hmm. okay, why here? And we'll pray for you, cover you yeah. because you know, right now you're in a decision making um, stage and you're vulnerable in that, yeah. um, in that stage. And so, you know, for me, um, that, that was me. And I'm going to turn it back to Mom Teresa. Knowing that you're in this decision-making um, you know, phase, um, how are you covering yourself because you know that you're vulnerable? How are you protecting yourself from, from um, temptations and distractions?
2: Well, right now I'm working with a coach. So I do have a coach. And... I have several other prayer partners and mentors, and I'm not an island unto myself like I used to be, um, or so I thought. Um, But anyway, um, I do have partnerships now. I have a community, Um, and I can reach out to several different individuals. But ultimately, my decision must be, first, I first, first must hear something from the Lord, and I must get a confirmation from, from that after that hearing. And then if I move in the direction that the Lord, it's always going to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. The Lord is always peaceful. Yeah. Right. So if it isn't peaceful, then that isn't the right direction. And so I've experienced, I've moved four different states um, in my life and 20 times in three years. And so... So I've had many unpeaceful places. So I don't want to do that. So, and I don't want to go ahead or behind the Lord. I need to be in step with Him, um, walking with Him side by side as He holds my hand. So I don't. I'm not running and jumping and doing anything. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take the next um, good month in in prayer and fasting and whatever I need to do to get to the to the correct decision because. Tomorrow isn't promised to you or to me or to anyone and um so I need to be wherever the in the center of the Lord's will.
1: Mm-hmm. So you said
2: peace like can you like share with us like
1: um a practical way that um, you've experienced uh where you've experienced the peace um so that way, like we could visualize how that looks.
2: Right. Look like
0: what was the moment that, was that you, moment, you knew yeah. that that was the peace mm-hmm. of the Lord?
2: Because usually, if it's if it's moving in the peace of the Lord, it will everything will flow, uh, quickly and easily. Like I I'll use this example. Um, if I come back to Phoenix, Arizona, because that's where my mother is, is that I will get a place to live and I will receive a job before I come back, or at the same time, and it's falling in the same timing, Mm -hmm. and everything will fall peacefully, Uh Um, and the Holy Spirit has already started giving me some ideas, so this time, I can say that it didn't, last time she asked me to move back, it was kind of confusing, and I was, that wasn't good, now this time's a little different, so I already know that the Lord is preparing me to move somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So I'm, everything will flow peacefully, which means there's no interruption. There's no, I don't have to hassle to find a place. Mm-hmm. I don't ha- That's the peace of the Lord. Right. If you're moving with him and the flow of the Holy Spirit, everything's going to move
0: swiftly. Right. Well it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, right. Right. right, right.
1: And like, I know we each experience that peace. Mm -hmm. and so like with you um in your moment of taking care elizabeth (laughs) taking care of people um and even the (laughs) cat that cat
0: the lovely cat oh toby cat
1: um but in in those moments um what were your moments like when you experienced that piece how did that look
0: like in a practical way when i was taking care of people yeah people or the cat people or the cat um uh well I think I would say with people is just um so having that peace is knowing uh when to be there with them when mm-hmm. to when to not I think um sometimes I want to I want to keep people around longer than I need to and I think that's part mm-hmm. I think that's a strength and a weakness of mm-hmm. of this gifting that this pastoral gifting that I walk in because um, I want to stay by people way longer than I should sometimes. And mm. sometimes they don't want the help. Sometimes I'm there to help them. And sometimes they, they don't want to be helped. Sometimes they're like, no, I'm good. I'm okay with you not bandaging me up and, and letting all of my wounds spill on everybody. Mm. Um, and so I think the peace of God is knowing when to move on, knowing when to stay. Cause there's been times I've had people who, um, you know, I've stayed with longer and people are like, why are you still with them? Why are you still friends with them? Like you know my mom sometimes will be like that person has not and I was like (laughs) I was like listen I know I'm like maybe this person hasn't been the best but for some reason like I need to hang on to them so I think peace is knowing when to leave when knowing when to leave a situation knowing when when to take care of them when to step back when to um offer advice when to say like I, I got nothing for you. Like mm. you, you, you know, and cause I'm not the Lord at the end of the day, I'm not the Lord. And I can only, like we talked about today, I can only lead you to the cross. I can't make you carry the cross. I can't, I can only encourage you to, to take up the cross, but if you don't want to, yeah. then at the end of the day, like
1: you can only give out the invitation, but it's up to them to say yes or no to right it.
0: To receive it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's. That's where I've found peace, and I, I, I think I can agree with that, too. There's been moments of um, just having times of confusion and not being like, I don't, I don't think this is, even, even every time I've moved, I feel like there's, there's been peace. And even when I was, you know, taking care of my dad, you know, like he's had a lot of health stuff, I think there was peace knowing I was like, okay, I need to do this for me. I need mm-hmm. to move on and, and be in a place where I'm going to be fed I'm going to be taken care of. And at the time, it was for me to move with my mom the several times that I moved with her because mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I know that she's going to pour into me. I know that she's going to pray for me. I know that she's going to help me get the things that I need to get, whether that was my license or my own place. Like, She's going to be the person to help me with that. And so um, I've, always <clears throat> I've always prayed about the peace because when it was confusing or when it was just chaotic, I'm like, Lord, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good it makes me feel more stressed and like just being able to be in a place where I'm like I can take a load off I can be at home that's that's what I've felt with the peace
1: so yeah you guys the way you guys both explained your guys experience it it seems like what I'm hearing is that you guys it took a lot of trust Mm -hmm. in the Lord for you guys Mm to um, first of all believe in that peace and know that it is the peace of God, mm-hmm. and that trust was to execute that and move you had to move, yeah, and um yeah. and you said something when you said that you you moved from your dad to your mom, and she was able to help mm-hmm. help you get certain things, and so like just going back to you, mom Teresa um with like your mom taking care of her, mm-hmm. what have been some of the things that um she has helped you with what has been some of the things that she has um you know um poured into you in Mm -hmm. within that time um from her seeing her from being that woman to your mother Mm
2: -hmm. i think that my mom is um a very strong woman She, she like we said she outlived two husbands and she's had dementia early onset dementia since she was sixty two she was diagnosed, and she's about to be eighty this year wow. and so I think the the greatest thing that my mom taught me was compassion and compassion for others, compassion for other seniors um compassion and to look at how people are treated um who either have disabilities or mental illness or Something that they didn't ask to have, or and I think that has been the greatest gift that my mom has taught me, and that's the greatest gift that Christ, one of the greatest gifts Christ can teach us is that He had compassion and said He looked upon the multitudes with compassion, and so we have to learn how to compassion for humanity, for humanity, especially in these days and ages that we're living in right now. So there's so much. Um, prejudice and hatred and yeah. but we have to have compassion for humanity love and compassion I think that's what my mom I, I can say that that's a, one of the gifts that my mom taught me in the process of her and her still having a good attitude even though she's not going to ever get out of the bed yeah. she's been three years in a bed yeah Um. I don't know how many people could survive that and, and
0: she, everything she's
2: been through too. So. Yeah. So I I know she's a strong woman, so I just don't know how much longer she has and how much more strength she has. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's so good you talked about compassion which
2: We've been talking about
1: compassion (laughs) prior before you coming here. Mm -hmm. We've been talking Mm -hmm. about compassion. You know, pastor been um, preaching on compassion. Compassion Mm -hmm. is one of the five C's at our church. Um, And so it's just so it's interesting how, you know, taking care of someone does mean that we have to have compassion. And one thing I love how they explained was compassion is. Is being moved, moved with not the your ability, but being moved with the Lord's ability to to care for other people, yeah. to love other people, and it's an action. Mm-hmm. And okay. and I love how you said, and it's it's it still stuck stuck on me when you said that you called her woman, <laughs> like, and to see now your relationship, how you talk about your mom, mm-hmm. is I I just can't believe that you that you said that, and so that's why I'm just like wow like. That is like your relationship, the three, you know, throughout that time that you have you've been taking care of your mom, that's just like a, a true like, you know, analogy of mm-hmm. what compassion looks like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you even, you know, fly back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she always, you know, where's my daughter? I wanna see her. Oh, <laughs> like I'm gonna tell you on my daughter. We're like, oh, okay. Right. It's like we're sorry we didn't see you for Thanksgiving. Right. I know. She
0: holds up. It like was all down. her
1: fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I say that because compassion does change and it does a lot with reconciliation and, um, mm-hmm. and it says that we are ministers of reconciliation. That's what the word says. Yeah. And like, even with before the gifts, you know, um, Paul says that, Hey, you can pray in the spirit. You can prophesy, mm-hmm. but if you do not love, if you don't have nothing. faith, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And compassion has to do a lot with love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, wow. Like she taught you that and that's a measure of Christ in her that she probably did not know right
0: and I I like even to add on to that too, mm-hmm. I like look at what my grandma has taught my mom, but I look on the other end of that too of what my mom has taught my grandma. Mm-hmm. It's about sacrifice. It's about I may love you, but it's gonna. It's it's also difficult. You're not easy to mm-hmm. like. You're also not easy to love. And I think with that love of Christ, she's also been able to love love my grandma and be able to pray for her and be somebody who was genuinely there for her. Like my, my grandma saw her, you know when all throughout her rebellious teenage years and all of that, and even her rebellious adult years, but to give up her life and move to different, because at the time when she started, she was in California. And then she moved to Nevada to be with my grandma. And so I think even in that, my grandma was able to see the love of the Lord Mm. through my mom. So like my mom learned compassion from her, but I, I feel like my grandma learned about, probably the love of the lord and what even just like. and to yeah to be a daughter as mm-hmm. well from from the father and and to be like yeah, yeah. i had words <laughs> but
1: how, how, how it is how a brand ambassador from the kingdom mm-hmm. like how a daughter right of representing the lord. because you know she birthed you she and it's one thing i love what they said like like jesus um, how he said it's you know, it's the hardest people to um, minister to will be your own family, yeah. will be the people from your own um, village, will mm-hmm. be the people, yeah. and that's why yeah. he said, "Hey, if they don't receive you, dust your feet, right. walk, walk away." Right. And but the fact that um, they she received you, you know that that was, I'm like, wow. Right. Well, I
0: to be fair, I don't think my grandma always received my mom mm. because. I, when when you look at the timing, too, that was her second husband that she had lost. And she was absolutely in love with him. So she lost him. And then her estranged daughter came in. And, I mean, right? Because you guys... Yeah, got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, they were estranged. So for her estranged daughter to come in and, and have to take care of her. Because mm. nobody else was stepping up. My, my uncle didn't do it. My, you know, my mom's aunt wasn't doing it. So... Mm. My mom felt called by the Lord or, you know, felt called by the Lord to do it. And so I don't, I think they had to come to a place together because I don't think my mom was always received by my grandma. Like my grandma took her in, like she, she was living in the house with her, but like my, my mom has her ways of doing things too. Um, and so she, (laughs) she came in as a caregiver knowing how to give care to people which was different than my grandma, but my grandma also
2: didn't always want her there. Mm. Right? And
0: you
1: didn't always want to be there, is that correct? Yeah.
2: Wow. Well, we were estranged for 10 years. We hadn't really spoken much in a 10-year period. And I had many ministers, pastors, preachers, ministers tell me to make up with my mother. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't forgive my mother. Mm. There was a forgiveness issue. And uh, it had something to do when I was a child. And um, so because I couldn't forgive her, I refused to forgive her. But it's the Bible says if we refuse to give, forgive, yeah. then we will not be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So it really was a forgiveness issue. There was a lot of uh, bitterness and anger. And um, she was a woman because I didn't know her anymore. And I didn't really care to. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. There were many opportunities. I moved closer to her in a three-year period. I only saw her four times. Um, I was chasing after my mother most of my life, and she didn't want to be caught. And so, so those of you that are out there listening to this and you have some issues with your parents, um, my advice for you is to first forgive. Um, and then, well, if you... If you can't, ask the Lord to help you forgive. Um, Because the Bible says to honor your father and your mother, and that is the commandment with the promise of a long life. Um, And so, I don't know. I just know that um, she put a lot of things aside, and I put a lot of things aside. It's a story of redemption, actually. Mm. And God's redemptive love for me and her. Mm -hmm. And for each other and for the family. Right. right. For the mother daughter. So, you mother daughters out there who are having trouble with your mother or you're having trouble with your daughter, continue to pray because God, there's nothing impossible for God.
0: True. Which speaks to the reconciliation piece you were talking about too. Because that's always, that's always he's, the, he's the God of restoration and reconciliation. So, I think that that is a miracle in and of itself. And that's all the Lord. Mm-hmm. um so i guess you know to end this in a couple minutes um what would be the advice that both of you have in in caring for somebody whether it's somebody you know somebody you're paid to watch somebody who you know what what would you what advice would you give to somebody who's caring for somebody or they might have to care for somebody in the future what what advice would you give Melee? um that's a
1: great question (laughs) (laughs) um one like if it's a family member um definitely um and if you have siblings communicate let each other know like hey like can you take mom here can you take dad here Mm -hmm. because you can't take it upon yourself because you're gonna get sick one thing i've learned is that you need to take care of yourself feed yourself before you feed others Cause if you don't feed yourself and you're so busy feeding other people, and you're over here, you know, all getting all sick, who's gonna end up feeding them? Mm-hmm. And so one thing I've learned with taking care of like family, um, because you know them, like communicate with them, you know, let them know, even if they're far away, like they can make appointments online, you know, yeah. they can um they can help you, or even if it's just um part of it, like I me and my siblings we talk. Um, you know, we all say like, hey, for those who live out of state, part of taking care of mom and taking um the responsibility, um, you know, taking upon that responsibility is calling her, just that phone call, Mm
0: -hmm. whether
1: it's FaceTime, she just want to have a conversation, she just want to talk, you know, cause you know, daddy's not here, so you know, just you know, call her, whether it's just five minutes of your day, you know, whether it's ten or whether it's just calling to say hi, I love you, and hanging up, that still counts and um and so just definitely communicate um with your siblings and if you're you know by yourself like still can see if you can reach out um Mm -hmm. or and there's so many other resources um but for me it's definitely like what you're talking about um if you have any um hurt or wounds man forgiveness you know it's not just only the basic foundation, but the basic principle, but powerful mm-hmm. because we can be all you know a powerful you know preacher, evangelist, anointed but if you don't for- don't know how to forgive, right we won't be forgiven, and I think that's the main point, and that's um the start to go through that healing um and that will allow us to learn how to move more into compassion so for me, I had to go through healing. You know, with my dad and um, forgive him and forgive the church, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and forgive my family, forgive my culture. There's so many things I had to forgive. And there's times where um, I first had to forgive by faith. Mm, And I'm like, Lord, like, I don't want to forgive. But you know what? By faith, I'm going to forgive. I need to walk in this. I'm going to walk. It's a process to walk it out. And um, forgiving is not easy. You know, but I did it by faith. And um, after when it became a lot easier, that's when I was like, wow, like, you know, like, I really do forgive. Right. But I have released it. Right. Sometimes it's OK to say, you know, heck no. I don't I don't want to forgive her. Right. I don't want to forgive them. But like what you're saying, reach out to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, I can't do this by without right. my you know, I can't right. do this by myself. Right. I need your help and your, the ability to help me to forgive. So by faith,
0: I'm going to do it. Right.
1: And so that's just, um, you know, my right. advice.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that before, before you give your piece of advice, but I, for several years now, I've heard the phrase of like, um, when you have like unforgiveness or bitterness, it's like swallowing the poison and thinking the other person's going to die. Yes, but, but really like, you're the, you're the one who's dying from it. You're the one who's not forgiving. You're the yeah. one that's bitter. And like, you're holding this over them when they may, one, they may not even know. Mm-hmm. And two, they, they may know, but like, that's, that's you and the Lord that you need to take care of that. Yeah. Like whether they ever receive it or not, you need to get rid of that unforgiveness and that bitterness. And so, um, that's something that I, I, it comes back into my mind sometimes. Cause I'm like, Okay, that's true. I'm I'm gonna be the one to die from from this poison that I'm drinking because wow, that's it is nice a hearing it. wow. Well, yeah. now, now you know. You know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so, okay, Mama T. Um,
2: my best advice for those of you out there that are taking care of someone is to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, because in the plane we'd have to put on the oxygen mask on ourselves first before we could help anyone else. Mm-hmm. Those of you that don't have siblings or have a sibling that refuses to help, Mm. um, that was my case. Um, And so first, you know what? Just let that go. And then, you know, you do your best. Find other resources um, in your community, in your city, in your Mm -hmm. state. Um, I I, I got like six or seven hours of free caregiving. Um, I contacted VA, I did all kinds of stuff and I was able to get some assistance month, uh, weekly. Um, there's the resources, go to <laughs> exhaust yourself of every resource. Mm. Um, because there is resources out there. I got a thousand dollar grant from the Alzheimer's association several different times. Um, but I did the work. Mm. I put in the work because I needed the help. right? And so I needed help just as much as my mother needed help. Because mm. when you're taking care of someone 24-7, seven days a week without no break, um, and you're watching them die, it's very painful. Yeah. So yeah. first put the oxygen mask on yourself and then get online and start looking for resources. Mm. And join a support group. That's join good. a support group. That's
0: good. Yeah, I think um, just in, in wrapping this up and closing it, I think the takeaway that I can, I can re... Uh, what is the word? Re- Thank you, Mother. Uh-huh. Thank you, Mother T. Uh, reiterate is that first you need to take care of yourself. If you, yeah. in any capacity, you're taking care of people, whether you're taking care of kids, you're taking care of older people, you're taking care of a loved one, is you need to take care of yourself. Like self-care And I preach this a lot, but self-care is, is massive and you need to care for yourself. And like, Mm. you can't, you can't care for somebody. You can't fill up their tank if you're empty, like you just can't. And so in order, in order to, to be there, to be present with somebody, you have to take care of yourself. So Mm. I think that's a big thing. And then another thing that you both shared is that using your resources, like we, we all are not on an island by ourselves. So Make sure you're using the people that are there. So if you are far away, use the people that are there to. Hey, can you go check on my mom? Hey, can you whatever? Use what you have. And I think, and even with that, there are people who you know that have other resources that you may not know of. So speak to those people, speak to those agencies that could help you or may know somebody who can help you. So um, I think in life, I think that's such a huge thing. And like, not even just caring for people, but caring for yourself, having the community and the resources and the ability to do the work, to to set up the schedules with siblings and say, hey, at this time, you're going to call mom. Hey, at this point, you're going to send that email to whatever. So I think it's coming together with whoever you can and, and finding those people that not only help you care for those people, but also help you in, in your walk and pray for you and lift you up and, and be there to encourage you when, when the going gets tough, you know, to remind you like, hey, you know what? You're strong. You're tough. You got this. Um, so that was all the reiteration. Um, but I think, I think we're good. So thank you everyone. Um, happy almost Christmas. We'll be back again next week. Well, mom won't, but (laughs) Melee might be here with me, but, um, yeah, we just thank you guys for listening. Um, remember to follow, uh, quarter before noon on Instagram and my personal account, which is B underscore loved promise. And yeah, we love you guys
2: and have a good week. Okay. Bye.